Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. As we continue to preach through this series of messages entitled, Walking in the Power of the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord reads this morning. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you before, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Father, we bless you for today, for the opportunity, for the occasion, the privilege to preach this word. And it is my prayer even now, God, that you would endow me with the ability through the power of your Holy Spirit to articulate this message in such a way that even a little child can get it. I pray, Lord, that you would save someone who is lost, reclaim someone who is drifting in their fellowship. I pray, Father, you open up the eyes of someone who is blind, encourage someone who is discouraged. God, meet each and every one of us on the pages of our life so that we can live out this thing for you. Father, glorify yourself in all that is said and all that is done in this place, and we will give you glory. Lord, I stand in need of you. I'm a vessel just waiting to be used by you. With all of my frailties, God, I just need your strength. I need your power. I need your presence. I need you to take over, God, that you might speak through this vessel of clay as the very oracle of God and that your people will know they've heard from you. Lord, I surrender all to you today that you might accomplish your will, that you might tear down every stronghold, that you might break apart every barrier, that you might meet each person in a new place. Help us, God, because we all need you. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. Up until now, you probably have felt like this uh, ability, this call to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, would somehow be a simple and uncontested journey of Christian life. Well... This morning, I need to 
mess up your thinking. I need to open up your eyes. I need to talk to you for real, for real, to let you know that this is by no stretch of the imagination an easy or unhindered process. The very fact that you even are hearing me preach and encouraging you through the scripture to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit invites the presence of opposition. Can I talk to somebody this morning? When you make up your mind that I'm going to allow God to use me as a vessel to accomplish his will, and you surrender yourself to the power of God, every demon in the proximity of your zip code is interested in showing up at your house. The enemy is not, he's not interested, he's not, he's not involved in you looking holy. He, he's not, he doesn't care about, it. in fact, he's, he's opposed to you being a vessel of God and demonstrating and magnifying the glory of the God that lives inside of you. And so you're going to have some, some, some challenges. There's going to be some opposition. Um, and you should expect that this won't be an easy journey. As we listen to Paul in this letter to the Galatian people who are a people who love new stuff. Uh, they like the new, the shiny. They had already come to Christ, but you know, after a while, it kind of, you know, the shine kind of wore off and they're looking for something new. And so Judaizers come into them and say to them, yeah, it was good that you accepted Jesus Christ, but we got something else for you. Add to that uh, the law and the, and the rituals of the law. And so in the process of such, you can become spiritually mature if you keep these letters of the law and these rituals of of the law and these principles of the law added to your salvation that you already have it'll help you not only to be saved but it'll help you to grow towards spiritual maturity in the midst of that attack that is coming on the church in Galatia not only are they dealing with these Judaizers but they're dealing with their own flesh and their own flesh is telling them that you should live your best life have your best thing it's all about you baby you do you, I'll do me. We all going to have fun at the end of the day. Y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? And so the flesh has pushed them to a place where they are struggling in their flesh to live a holy representation of Jesus Christ. And in fact, their life not only has been attacked uh, doctrinally, but their life has been attacked uh, from a spiritual representation of holiness. And they are, are, are failing greatly in representing the Lord. And so the Apostle Paul steps in to write this letter to them. To help them to understand that the law is not going to make you perfect. The law, in fact, did not even save you. He writes this letter to encourage them, uh, uh, to, to correct them, if you will, that turning back to those old rituals and those old ways is not what... Uh, this new salvation is all about. In fact, you have been born again by the Spirit of Christ, and that Spirit now lives in you. And if you're going to mature in Him, you've got to mature in the Spirit. You've got to walk in that Spirit. So He calls them to that. Uh, he also lets them know clearly that that spiritual growth and challenges they're going to face is it's coming to them in in the face of all the challenge they'll still be able to please God. Y'all still here with me? 
I want to talk to you on this morning, as God would give grace from the subject matter, warfare in the walk. Pray with me this morning, because even now I feel the challenges of the enemy coming to try to hinder you getting this message from me. As we address this subject matter of warfare in the walk, I'm trying to visually imagine that I'm, I'm peaceably walking, trying to be obedient to the Lord and peaceably walking with God while every manner of interference is coming at me and all kinds of stuff is being thrown in my path and it's, it's hitting me and it's, I can feel it. And it's, and it's causing me sometimes to stumble, but I won't fall. Because my mind is made up that I'm going to walk in the spirit. Y'all still here? Pray with me. The text begins, Paul begins, as I will break this apart, by showing us the conflicting warriors that are at work here in our walk. Verse 16 says, I say then, because he's been addressing all these issues and all this stuff they've been dealing with, and, and he says, look, that, you know, holiness didn't come from the law, and the law is not going to make you perfect, and he's de- dealing with all that. And, and matter of fact, the way y'all live in y'all unrighteous lifestyles of chasing after the flesh and doing all this fleshly stuff and trying to satisfy the flesh, that's, that's not beneficial to you. And while in the midst of all y'all doing that and this spiritual warfare and this doctrinal warfare coming at you and the church being ripped apart, I need to tell you something. Look, walk in the Spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Paul jumps right into this thing and he confronts the warfare head on by giving us some directions how to win the warfare. Don't miss this. When you try to walk and live for God, there's going to be some opposition. But you focus on walking in the spirit and then the flesh's desires won't be satisfied now i already hear some saying you know well pastor that's kind of impossible you know we can't live perfect we're not gonna be perfect i'm i got my stuff you got your stuff we all going you know it ain't this good enough i'm just be i ain't all the way there yeah we got all kind of excuses but that's not really the text says um the text says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh but since there are issues Let's be honest. We've got some issues. We don't always succeed. We're not always uh, perfect as it relates to doing what is appropriate as a child of God. There are times that we fail. And if we examine our lives as children of the living God, we would have to confess that we have failed God on many occasions. We would have to confess that I have failed in growing from 2022 to 2023. I said I made my my commitment last year. I'm going to be better at this. And I haven't gotten any better. I've failed you, Lord. I've failed in representing you well. I've failed in testifying of you well. I've failed in being a witness for you on my job and in my school and in my community. I've failed to open my mouth and tell people about you. I've failed you, Lord. I haven't been perfect in all of this walk that I have. 
I haven't accessed the power that was available to me. In fact, Lord, I leaned more on pleasing me than pleasing you. We have to be honest with ourselves. We might be able to testify some of those uh, things might come out of our mouths uh, as acknowledgments of our failure. Uh, and, and in fact, we might even testify that, Lord, I have failed in overcoming some simple common sins. I ain't talking about the hard stuff. I'm talking about the easy stuff. Nobody's going to agree with that this morning. It's okay. But he commands us to walk in the spirit and the Flesh's desires won't be fulfilled. He says to us in verse number 17, as he begins to unfold what he's really getting at, he says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. You wonder why you're not successful, why you're not winning at Christian life? Here it is. There's a warfare going on in you. (sighs) Help me, God. We need to know, first of all, that we are losing the fight. See, if I think I'm winning and if I can just go around and keep making excuses for my failure, then I really don't, I I really feel like maybe it is the law that I need to be beholden to. This isn't about the law because the law never could make you perfect in the first place. If the law could make us perfect, God would have left the law in place and said, just fulfill the law. And whenever you finally fulfill the law, then you will be saved. And the reality is over thousands of years, man had opportunity to attempt to fulfill the law. And he couldn't because the law was put in place to prove to him you cannot be perfect in your flesh. And in fact, it couldn't happen because the flesh had already been corrupted by sin. That was already introduced into the bloodline and to the nature of humanity, failure. And so, we have to first acknowledge, I'm failing. Now, if I realize I'm failing, I need to know, what am I up against? Why am I failing? Why is it that I say I'm going to read my Bible so many times a week, and I'm going to spend so much time in, in meditation and prayer, and I'm going to go to Bible study, and I'm going to get into one of them classes that Pastor Williams was talking about. Why is it that we say that, but we don't do it? Why is it that we say I'm going to stop cussing, but I'm still cussing people out? Amen, somebody. Why is it I have these, I have these desires that there's these things I wish to do, but I never end up doing them. Why is that? What's going on? Is there something wrong with me? Well, Paul helps us to understand there's a warfare going on inside of you. There are two warriors who are fighting for control of your life. There's one warrior and his name is Holy Spirit. And there's another warrior who in the text he calls the flesh. The flesh we might equate to an anti-God nature. It's a nature that's against God. It's it's born in you. 
And if you watch a little child, you'll find out that even as an itty-bitty child, that itty-bitty child has a nature that is anti-God. It doesn't want to obey. You tell that little child, you stay right there. And I'm going to be back. And you come back and that child is nowhere to be found. And you wonder what happened to this child? Did you not understand what I said to you? And even as they grow up and they become a little more comprehensive. And you say, well, at least they can understand a few things. And you say to the child, don't eat them cookies. Do you understand? Uh Uh-huh. No, no, no. I really need to know that you understand this. Don't eat any of the cookies because the cookies are not for you. I made them for work. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So you leave and you come back and there are crumbs all over the table. And this little child who we, we just had the conversation and we clarified that you understood and you comprehended and it made sense to you. This little child, something got and took over him or her. And all of a sudden they didn't do what they understood was right to do. And in the infancy and in the examination of a child, we laugh at it. But guess what? That childlike behavior keeps on happening. Can I walk a little bit? By the time you're a teenager and the hormones begin jumping and you've already had the conversation with mama and daddy about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. And you already know that as a child of God, I shouldn't be involved in certain kinds of behavior. As a young woman of God, I shouldn't be doing certain things. As a young man of God, I need to preserve my virginity for the day that I marry you. You understand? Uh Uh-huh. But when nobody's home, and I hit you up and you come over, and the music is playing. And the lights are down low. And you smell so good. All of a sudden, you don't do what you knew was right to do. There's a war going on inside of you. The flesh is saying, I want my way. And the spirit is saying, this won't please God. And so there's a tug of war. You're being pulled to the right and to the left. Just bear with me one more time. You're 30, 40, 50. We're going to hire you for this job. It's an eight-hour job. We want you to punch in at this time and punch out at this time. Do you understand? We're going to pay you X number of dollars for punching in at this time and punching out at that time. You have X number of days of leave, and we're going to monitor that. There's certain privileges that you will have on the Internet, and there are certain privileges that you will not have on the Internet at this job. Do you understand? Uh-huh. (laughs) 
Y'all following me? But the nature's inside of you. They start warring right away. I mean, come on, they ain't really paying attention. What's 905? I wasn't that late. I know I'm supposed to punch out at five, but what's, I mean, it's, it's 455. Man, I forgot to order that stuff from Amazon. At the job, on their computer, ordering stuff for your house. This is making sense. I'm, I'm trying to make this as relevant as I possibly can for you so that you can see that this behavior and this nature that's in us from birth doesn't leave us even though we got saved. We're still wrestling with this obedience to God, this walking in the spirit thing. We're still having a struggle and the struggle is against these is, is between these two warriors in us. The warrior whose name we call flesh, he wants to keep you in bondage. He wants to keep you beholden to the law and trying to live it out in your own physical strength. But the spirit warrior says, let me have control. You just, you just surrender it to me and I'm going to fulfill the glory of God through your life. The Spirit says, I want you to be free because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But the flesh says, man, we got to go back. You remember how we used to do? That's what's happening in the text. That's what's happening in Galatia. But that's what's happening in our lives. That's what we're struggling with every day. We're struggling with two natures, two warriors who are fighting and they don't fight fair. The enemy is going to use everything possible to lure you away from walking in the spirit of God. He's going to give you every, every reason, every excuse, everything. He'll even give you a promotion on your job to keep you from walking in the spirit of God. What? This, this must, that can't be true, Pastor. Oh, yeah. We were having a conversation yesterday. Um, and it kind of came up because one of our people said, I got, got promoted. And I said, oh, but they said, I'm not going to be at church Sunday. I said, right away. <laughs> right away. You got promoted, but now you can't worship God. I have to ask myself, and I'm, please don't apply this all the way for everybody's situation. And I'm not applying it for the person I was talking to. But we have to examine even whether the promotion is of God. If the opportunity, if the temptation to take this role that gives me maybe more power or maybe more money or maybe more influence, if it causes me not to be able to, to, to serve and to celebrate my, my Savior, is that really walking in the Spirit? Or is it the unfair warfare of the flesh? Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD, 
or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.